You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome in. I'm Kenny Ortiz and this is Theology for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to today's episode of the podcast. This is episode 135. I'm going to be answering the question, what is the unforgivable sin? Great question. I've been asked many times over the course of my ministry career. I think this is a really important topic for Christians to have a deep understanding of. So I'm excited to dive into that. Before we do, quick reminder to everyone about the importance of reviews. Uh, podcasts like this really need reviews. They're a big, big help in terms of pushing us up the search ranking. So if you've been listening to this this podcast and or this show and you've you you have found that it's been a value to you, can you do me a huge favor? Head over to whatever podcasting catching app you're familiar with and please leave a review. Tell the world you love the podcast. In particular, if you're an Apple user, uh, grab your Apple device, your iPad, iPod, uh, pull up that podcast app, head over to the section where you would search for shows. Uh, even if you're already subscribed, you head over to where you search for shows, type in Theology for the Rest of Us. It'll pull up the show right there. You can leave a review, leave a five-star rating, tell the world how great the podcast is. Those are a huge, huge help to us. So please do it as soon as possible. Thank you in advance. All right, let's dive into the topic at hand. What is the unpardonable sin? Jesus mentions this idea of an unpardonable sin or unforgivable sin in Matthew chapter 12. It's important to know the context of what was happening right before this verse. And so in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus is actually doing miracles and he's healing people. And Jesus, in the course of his ministry, proves that he is, uh, he is a very wise teacher he is a very brilliant rabbi, but he begins to take it a step further where he begins to do miracles and he even begins to then forgive people of their sins. And he begins to make it clear to them that I'm not just another great rabbi. I'm actually uh, the Messiah, the one that was promised to you for several centuries. And so uh, the Pharisees didn't like Jesus for a variety of different reasons. Um, but Jesus shows up on the scene and he begins to really prove to them that he is the Messiah. And the Pharisees are uncomfortable with Jesus. They begin to reject Jesus, or many of them rejected Jesus. And so in one particular case, Jesus does a miracle, and some of the Pharisees basically are claiming that Jesus is doing miracles by the power of the devil. They're basically saying, you're, you're uh, possessed by the spirit of uh, Beelzebub. You're, it's not really the, the, the spirit of God. You're not really the Messiah. There's just this devil or demonic spirit in you. So basically, they're telling Jesus, yeah, you're doing miracles, and they can't deny that, obviously, but it's because you're from the devil. What? I mean, think about what they're doing. Like, these men are telling God that the reason he has the power to do miracles is because he's from the devil. Like, how disrespectful is what these guys are doing to Jesus in this moment? And in response, Jesus looks at these men, and in essence, I'm going to paraphrase, he basically tells them, listen, you want to talk smack to me? This is obviously my my modern day paraphrasing. You want to talk smack to me? You want to talk bad about me? Listen, I can forgive that. But here's what people will not be forgiven of. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is what they were doing in that moment. And that is, is basically profaning God or lowering God or, 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 or ascribing to God something that is profane. Saying that you... That they, that these miracles you're doing are from the devil, even though they're actually from the Holy Spirit, is an incredible disrespect to the power of the Holy Spirit that was obviously alive and well 
in Jesus. Like the Holy Spirit was working through Jesus, doing his incredible miracles. And, and, and the Pharisees had the audacity to say, no, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's actually a, a demonic spirit. That's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is basically saying to them that the sin that you are committing, this sin is unforgivable. Now, there are a, a variety of different perspectives from different theological camps and different denominations uh, on what Jesus is actually referring to in this passage. Uh, th- there's a little bit of ambiguity in the passage, but not a lot. Um, and, and with all due respect, if I'm honest, as I examine the text and I examine the context, it feels pretty obvious to me, pretty clear, what Jesus is referring to here. I think Jesus is saying, hey, there's lots of sins that people commit, and I'm willing to forgive a lot of them. Even if you speak guilty or speak ill of me, I'm willing to forgive. But here's the thing that is unforgivable, and Jesus says both in this age and in the next. If a human being is incapable of recognizing what is from God and what is not, then that person is separated from God. Like Jesus says in John, in, in uh, the Gospel of John, like, my sheep know my voice. Like, if you are a true believer in Jesus, if you have put all your hope and faith in Christ, if you truly do belong to Christ, then you can recognize who Christ is. You know that he is indeed God, right? And you wouldn't have the audacity to disrespect him and to say that he is doing works of the devil. Like, if you truly are a real Christian and you love God, you have a friendship with God, you are one of his then, then the power of the Holy Spirit is alive in you. And because the power of the Holy Spirit is alive in you, then you would have the ability to recognize the power of the Holy Spirit alive that was alive in Jesus. Like You would look at Jesus and see him doing miracles and know that he is doing that because he is indeed God and that the Holy Spirit is with him and upon him. And, be, and you would be able to recognize that. Like in, in Romans, Paul talks about uh, the Spirit of God in us that testifies. Like Because the Spirit of God is in me, I recognize when the Spirit of God is at work. And the fact that the Pharisees were incapable of recognizing the Spirit of God at work in Jesus means that the Spirit of God was not alive and well in them. You see, the Pharisees had rejected Jesus. They had refused to embrace him for who he really was. They refused to acknowledge that he was indeed the Messiah, that he was indeed God incarnate. And it was their lack of belief and trust in Jesus which separated them from him, which caused them to ascribe the works of the Holy Spirit to the devil. It was, it was their inability to see who Jesus was which caused them to think that he was from the devil. And the same is true for humans today. If we do not believe in Jesus, if we do not put all of our hope and trust in Christ, then the Holy Spirit will not be in us. And if the Holy Spirit's not in us, then we won't have the ability to recognize what's from God and what's not. And so if you live this life apart from Christ, if you do not have a genuine friendship with God, if you have not put all your hope and trust in Christ and Christ alone, then you've not been forgiven of any of your sins. And that is ultimately the most unforgivable sin. The unforgivable sin is the lack of belief in Christ, the the refusal to embrace him for who he is and the audacity to disrespect him by telling him he's not God. That is the unpardonable sin. But listen, any person who chooses to put their faith in Christ, any person who acknowledges that God is God, that Jesus is God, that he is the Messiah, and that he is the only way to heaven, Anyone who acknowledges that 
will be forgiven of all of their sins. And once you do that, you are no longer guilty of the unpardonable sin. Like there are people out there that are nervous. Oh my gosh, did I commit the, the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Did I, did I commit the unpardonable sin? Well, no, listen, if you believe in Christ, the answer is you're, no, you're no longer guilty of that sin. But if you do not believe in Christ, then you are indeed guilty of that sin. See, even if you've never called Jesus the devil, if you refuse to acknowledge that he is God, then you are devaluing him. You may not be calling him the devil, but you are equally disrespecting him. If you do not believe that Jesus is the only way, you are lowering the value of Christ. And in that case, you are just as guilty of the unpardonable sin as the Pharisees were. But here's the good news. You can repent. Today, you can say, God, forgive me for my unbelief and he will forgive all the sins. You will no longer be guilty of the unpardonable sin. You will no longer be guilty of the sin of unbelief. You will no longer be guilty of disrespecting Jesus and lowering him. When you put all your hope and trust in him, when you acknowledge that he is the supreme being worthy of all of your trust, when you acknowledge that, then you're no longer guilty of that sin. You are wiped clean. You are forgiven. And you are invited into the family of God. Listen, anyone can be forgiven. Paul, he murdered Christians. He was forgiven. Moses, a murderer, was forgiven. The thief on the cross who died next to Jesus that day put his belief in Christ, and Christ told him, you're going to be in paradise with me today. Listen, repent. Ask God for forgiveness. He will forgive you. What is the unpardonable sin? It's simple. The unpardonable sin, the unforgivable sin, is simply a complete rejection of Jesus Christ and the refusal to embrace who he is. That can be solved today. You can acknowledge him as God and be forgiven of all of your sins. Man, friends, that is really, really good news. Hey, thanks for listening to, to this episode of the podcast. I hope this has been helpful and insightful. If you have a question or a topic you'd like me to address on the show, please feel free to shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. You can also shoot me an email there if you think you know someone who would make a great interview guest. Shoot me an email. Introduce me to the person. We'd love to connect with them. If you're listening to this and you'd like to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-C. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.